0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Blue Wire. It's over! It's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cleveland Cavaliers select Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. Here comes Sexton. Some rhythm. And he got it, young ball! Continues to wear him out! Do you know what the Cavs fans are calling the Darius Garland, Colin Sexton backcourt? What? Sexland. Oh, that's good. Welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm your host, Justin Rowan, and with me today is my co-host, Carter Rodriguez. Carter, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing well. Um, it's
0: been lovely to be watching basketball for the last like week and a half, uh, and I'm excited to actually have the games uh, have an impact on the result.
1: Yeah, games are about to start mattering. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday night. Tomorrow, uh, I guess we'll be releasing this tomorrow, so a lot of the people listening um, will be listening on the morning of NBA returning officially. I I feel grateful, man. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, this experience, like, watching these scrimmages has been a lot of fun. Um, but we all know that there's risk involved right now. And while it doesn't feel like normal, I'm just appreciative that they've been able to go this far without any positive tests um players have generally been healthy in there and it's pretty entertaining basketball it it just i'm right now i'm in just a kind of a state of appreciation and and just feeling grateful over the whole experience Uh, how how are you feeling about it
0: i just nearly choked on my own saliva right off the start that's oh that's a great start that's a really great start (laughs) literally nearly died um yeah i i am uh stunned at how pleasant this whole thing's been mm-hmm. um i there's been very little um to argue about for the most part like of in the in the realm of serious stuff that actually matters yeah um the uh you know no covid tests uh positive has been um pretty pretty wild um kind of thought we'd have at least one or two major hits uh, right off the jump yeah um despite and despite you know a few uh you know, despite a few you know guys going off canvas, which I'm sure we can talk about later, but uh, you know, it's mostly been pretty
1: upheld. Um, well, have, have you ha- seen the biggest threat to safety? I, I, I dragged it on uh, the chase down account, but did did you see how the this whole thing is doomed to fail, Carter? No, someone had uh, quote tweeted uh, Jamal Murray almost getting hit by the sideline camera and said, "Seriously," said. Uh, They can't even protect the players from the cameras. How are they supposed to protect them from the virus? And I just love that. I I love that there's so many people that are genuinely looking for any reason to call this stupid. Where, like, right now, I think, especially when you contrast it to other leagues. So I, I, I hate the whole hashtag this league type thing where people act like the NBA is less of a business than any other business. But I think we can applaud them for, at least with their calculated risk, Um, the ways to kind of mitigate that and the plan they put in place looks a whole lot better than any other league at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless you just live in Europe where they've already contained this thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think think it's as good as you're (laughs) going to do in in, uh, the the old US of A. Um, You know, it is relatively contained. Uh, There's daily tests. Um, There's no travel. Um, And really, the travel just seems so brutal. I mean, um, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the to the Marlins org who just got like ravaged by it, whether they're painfully symptomatic or not, you know, it just throws a big wrench in, in the proceedings. And in fairness, we, we talked about this from the onset is, you know, baseball has a lot bigger rosters, a lot more bodies to move, a lot more containment that has to happen. Uh, And it, and it was always going to be a lot harder to bubble uh, 30 MLB teams with that many players than, you know, 22 NBA teams. And I still think, you know, obviously there's a there's a big like don't victory lap on twitter thing uh, going yeah. on right now and sure i i agree but it you know I, I i do think that they're gonna have some real problems and some real things they're gonna need to answer heading into next season but in the interim it's oh, been really okay. pleasant and i'll tell you what i i'm surprised at how decent the
1: basketball has been it, it's been really good and you know what maybe some of it is like the disconnect between it looking even though they've jazzed it up and I think the games actually look very good it still does feel summer league-y and the fact that you get summer league with actual stars out there that just elevate the talent naturally um, I, I think that kind of helps us feel a little bit better like it is higher level basketball that being said like I it's been better than I expected I think a lot of these players have actually been able to kind of maintain their conditioning in the hopes of this season kind of restarting. But then you, you do see instances where guys clearly haven't had a lot of access uh, to exercise equipment or gyms or anything outside of their apartment for the most part and really kind of need to get their conditioning on. So I, I think especially early on in these seeding games, that's going to be one of the main kind of determining factors on how well these teams do.
0: Yeah. Overall, though, I think it's been really, really pleasant. I don't know about you, but uh, I see Anthony Irwin uh, from uh, uh, our, our our dear friend who covers the Lake has just joined the joined the Periscope uh, viewing party. And I got probably say, get that Periscope up, eh? Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> there are some chats uh, here and there, uh, and uh, and they uh, you know. And I was just thinking about it. the the first time I really felt like okay, okay, we're back, we're here. This is legit. Was that LeBron fast break uh, dunk? that first one where is the team just lost their shit. Uh, I, I just really, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This is fun. This is fun. And this isn't this weird, you know, um, scrimmage. Like, okay, it, we're back to, we're back to something. Uh, approaching it, it wasn't, it wasn't the
1: bull bowl, bowl experience. Uh, that, no, that seems to no, shake shaken NBA Twitter.
0: As fun as the bull bowl, bowl experience has been, it, that always felt a little like that. That's a summer league as it's felt to me. Uh, is the idea of like, like bull bowls is going crazy in some random games, blocking six <laughs> shots and with nine turnovers while playing shooting guard? But it's but very, overall, I've it's, had a lot of fun.
1: It, it's hysterical to me that um, people are holding up those bull bowl games, which I've really enjoyed. Um, but they're saying, "Well, now don't they look stupid in, in the whole drafting process?" um by passing up on him the, the reason one of the big reasons I should say there's multiple reasons but one of the main reasons he fell was durability him playing two games doesn't show that he's going to be healthy for the rest of his career Justin, we obviously Justin, hope he can be because he's super fun but like we're under 100 total minutes here like what, what are we what are we doing here
0: Justin you're being a real buzzkill. That's what that's what you're being. I am being Boston. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's been a lot of fun. I will say, let let since since we're here, we're in freaking bubble, freaking town. Let's have the bull bowl, bowl discussion because there is some little fun stuff. You know, like the fact that he's pulling off the dribble and like setting and firing. It's actually a li- he's a little more athletic than I thought he was going to be,
1: dude. He in one sequence he tipped a three defensively and hit a three on the other end like there are so few players that can do that um it it's super super exciting like he's so much fun to watch um i i hope that he works out i mean this this guy was a lottery talent i mean we we had trevor on the oh, podcast
0: I, I thought you meant hope he like works out like he lifts oh and no no what? no i i mean sure to- yeah i
1: it's i think it'd be a good healthy lifestyle choice for him and probably would help his nba career but no i i hope he works out as a player i don't want any one guy to um like succeed or fail it, it's um it, as i was going to say before you cut me off um it's oh, trevor had him in the top 10 i believe when he was talking about prospects um and he's that kind of talent he is 100% uh, that that kind of guy so um hopefully he he'll be able to to work out but that's kind of the the stories that i want to see in this bubble is guys that normally uh wouldn't have gotten an opportunity if the season would have ended at the normal time getting a chance here
0: yeah it does feel like not um oh shit we lost our audio i think oh that's that's interesting hold on can you guys hear us now that we're back i think i think i i think i scuffed our two box.
1: you know what i'm I'm wondering because I, maybe that was me trying to tune in on the Periscope that I no, did. No,
0: no, 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 no. I broke it. you know I what? broke it. So no, no more highlights the rest of the way. You'll, you'll catch our fucking fascinating bull bull uh, conversation uh, in the aftermath. Uh, so I uh, love you guys in the chat. <laughs> Literally everyone is like, turn the music off. Your audio is not working. Sorry, oh guys. Oh, my God. I uh, I really I, gotta...
1: I was convinced that that was a me thing, um, and uh, it was distracting me as I was trying to make my bowl bowl take. Seeing well, everybody off, freak should, out at you, you should
0: you should mute the the thing anyway. Uh, but with that said, I think this is a really good lesson for me in uh, remembering that I should check the setup before we go live.
1: Probably not a bad idea. Probably not a bad idea. But you know what? While, while we're on the subject of you screwing up and being wrong. Mm-hmm we need to address both your, your mischaracterization of me, accusing me of not wanting Andre Drummond before the trade. When in fact, I pulled up the audio and found that a month before the trade deadline, I had said on this here podcast that I wanted Drummond. And two, J.R. Smith looking fun. You, you have some explaining to do, Carter.
0: I, I don't know what you're talking about, Justin. I have always been a proponent of of the, uh, you know, of of the Henny God who doesn't drink Henny. And uh, and also, I just think you might have done some doctoring of the audio on the Andre Drummond thing. I think, I, I don't know about that, but uh, all I know is when I called you out for it in the Kelsey pod, and we talked about this in the immediate aftermath, uh, where you, uh, you scolded me for, uh, you immediately looked it up and said, uh, I believe you said, uh, here it is, you fucking fuck, and then corrected yourself and said that meant to say dick, you fucking dick.
1: Which that <laughs> was a really, I thought that was a really funny correction. Um, but you know I, what? It, it still, it still worked. But I wanted to be honest with what I was trying to convey in that moment.
0: Yeah, I thought it was completely fine as is. But thank you for correcting it. But yeah, you, I just kind of thought it would be a fun thing just to sh- accuse you of. Because you do do this sometimes. I do. And, where, and you had a natural where, out
1: that you weren't on that podcast. Yeah. That, that was what? done with our, our friend of the podcast, Nom. But let's let's go to JR. Because let yeah, talk about the Henny God. I, I really want to talk about JR because that, even though the, the whole bull bull thing probably isn't going to matter, I do feel like what JR and Dion are doing for the Lakers is really going to matter. And I is it causing you to have some affection towards that team? Because I'm – I'm really starting to enjoy them even more. Like, I thought out of the, the group of teams, I really want to see, we, we've talked about this before, I want to see a Bucks lakers finals because I'd be happy with either result. I think either result would be good for the game. Um, but seeing those guys on the Lakers, um, it, it really is getting me to kind of root for them a little more than I was expecting. And, and you know what? Even though that's not a, a comfortable thing to admit, it, it is what it is. I can't control my feelings.
0: Listen, I was kind of on board with the Lakers anyway. I like LeBron still. I would like him to get another title. I kind of wanted them to win this year if if uh, if things broke right. I like a lot of players on the Lakers. Danny Green's one of my favorite role players um, of all time. Honestly, uh, I've always been a sneaky Avery Bradley guy uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, I always thought he was a little better than people thought he was. Well, he's um, not in the mix,
1: so you, no, you know, he's not. That's all there.
0: I'm just explaining why I liked the Lakers and then any accurate, and I really, really liked the Dwight redemption arc. I got to say, I thought that was a really fun thing um, mm-hmm. that, you know, like no one really, everyone thought it was going to go terribly. And I kind of think it's been fun that it, it, it went pretty well. Uh, I, I just like that they play big. I like big players. I like teams that play big. I like, I like post play. I like teams kind of figuring. out I don't mind a little ugly basketball. So, i i really like this team and then lebron is just in like peak maestro um and he gets to do that every single possession because they don't have anyone else who can dribble mm-hmm. so right uh, i i already like them uh and watching jr go for 20 on six of seven with an out fucking rageous uh double pump three uh was all the ammo
1: i needed oh no it, it it's so much fun and JR, I think, is going to be kind of the catch fire or get pulled kind of help for the Lakers. Like, I don't think he's going to be a massive part of the rotation. But looking at what Dion's doing right now, I, I do think that he's actually going to play a role. Because out of the two, he's he can create for other people. Um, and he seems motivated. He seems to understand that this is a tryout not only for him to get minutes on the Lakers, but this is – his NBA career is kind of in the balance here because he's mostly been kind of an afterthought this season and he's in good shape. He's playing really well. Um, both of them seem to um, adapt to, to playing with LeBron uh, very easily and playing with this Laker squad. And obviously some of that comes with experience. Um, but you know, it's I, I think it's going to give them the kind of the boost that they needed Cause I, I don't think they need tons and tons of help. Like, they, they still have a lot of pieces in place. I, I think LeBron, Davis, Green, um, Kuzma can give them something. Caruso might be able to, to give them something. They just need kind of those high-variance guys that can really swing a game because the stars that they have are going to raise the floor. It's those guys that are going to help get them over the top, and I, I think both of those guys bring that element to the table.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so. I mean, Dion, I I don't know. Like, I I've seen a lot of people suggesting that if any, if either of the two were going to get minutes uh, in a meaningful fashion in the postseason for this team, it'll be Dion. And I find that incorrect. I think I, I
1: think it's going to be him. I really I, do. I,
0: I think Jr. is in the rotation because LeBron, for you know, make all the the forgetting the score jokes you want. LeBron is not if, if especially if things go start to go bad. I just don't see any way LeBron doesn't kind
1: of. Force Frank Vogel's hand and say, get JR in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, it, I, I do agree that if things are bad, JR will be kind of the trusted one to go to. I just think that Dion is going to get more burn, uh, especially early on, like try and make more of an effort to integrate him into the lineup, especially in these seeding games, than they are JR. Like, I, I think JR, they're going to view him as a force of nature that he either comes in, he hits threes, or he doesn't. Dion, I think they're actually going to task with some responsibilities and, and see what he can and can't do. Because, I, I mean, there's there's a massive age gap here. Um, and a lot of the issues with Dion has been dedication and whether or not he's in shape. It hasn't been an issue of talent. Um, he has contributed to winning basketball in the past, um, both in kind of that uh, famous Tennessee. run. Yeah, well, you know what? He was a big part of Miami's run. And, and that was... That that's legit. Like that that was actually a moment in time where he contributed to winning basketball, and I I think that if he's in shape, it's a worthwhile gamble for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a worthwhile gamble, and really, I mean, just his ability to dribble helps. You know, they right? They really. I mean, Caruso can play some lead guard. Um, right? I mean, he's probably not any better as a handler than Caruso, right? Like, so like, yeah. I guess it just kind of depends on what happens with that starting lineup and kind of how they end up playing it deep into the postseason. Is, do you want just LeBron to be your only ball handler with the starting unit? Because really, they only have two initiators, mm-hmm. Caruso and LeBron, uh, unless I'm missing something. Like, Markeef can do a little bullshittery. Kuzma can do some bullshittery. But I know Kuzma's, like, uh, pick-and-roll stats are just abysmal. A so I don't really know if he's the answer there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just – I think – both guys make a lot of sense on this team. I think, especially Jr. Just in terms of being another just catch fire while no one pays any attention to him kind of guys. And you know, like that on that play where uh, uh, he threw the the oops uh, Davis. I mean, that's that's gravity right there.
1: It is oh, that was so you know, fun? that, yeah, that no, is no classic one, Jr. Yeah,
0: no one wants to leave Jr. Wide open on a curl um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, LeBron's never had a vertical threat to play with quite like Anthony Davis in terms of being a lob catcher and finisher as a big. Um, and and honestly, JaVale can do a lot of the same stuff too, and so can Dwight. Um uh, yeah, actually it was a noob to Dwight. It wasn't a noop to AD, I don't think, was it? Yeah, it was right. It was right. No, it was right. No, yeah. Doesn't matter. Point is they got a lot of big lob catchers who can who can really attack vertically uh, off of the off off ball action for their shooters and it's just really, really puts defenses in a tough spot. And, you know, we always talk about the, you know, how having got bigs on the floor hurt your spacing, but not in that context, not when they're vertical threats uh, and can suck in defenders and, mm-hmm. or catch wide open lobs if, if you get there late. I don't know. I just think they make a lot of sense. I think they're built for the postseason. And Tell me all you want about Kawhi and Giannis. I just, I still trust LeBron more in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? I I think you are making a valid point. With, I think the trust level in Jr is higher than it is with Dion. It I just think that Dion, they're going to do more to try to integrate him into the rotation and give him responsibilities, at least in these scrimmage games. When it when it comes down to it, maybe D, uh, Jr is the the safer bet and the guy they trust. But you know what? Those those are the type of decisions and. Um, that's the type of things that they have eight games to figure out here. Um, my, my money's on Dion. And if you have your money on anything happening in the bubble, sports are coming back, and our partners, Bet Online, have you covered for all of your betting needs. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off, or it's, I guess it finally has kicked off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Horry. Check out what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling "Pandemic." Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and stay up to date with sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts.
0: Well, Justin, that sounds like a hell of a deal. And another place you can find great deals is DealDash.com. It's the most bet. It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect. Well, I hope you expect what you're going to win I, uh, <laughs> uh, at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, uh, appliances, beauty products, home decor. And even cars. I read that as cats at first, and I thought, "Seems unethical." Uh, here's how it works: It's like an auction, but every item starts at zero and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just ten seconds. It means every time you bid, everyone else has ten seconds to answer. The item is yours. This is crazy. Holy shit. I hadn't read this. <laughs> I'm, I'm in. Yeah. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code BLUE. Is it BLUE? I don't know what the offer code is.
1: Um, I only have the bet online copy because I'm responsible for my half of this.
0: Oh, it's promo code BlueWire. Uh, that think makes more it's sense. Blue Wire. It wasn't in the copy, guys, but it was on the email that gave us the copy. So go to deal dash.com and use the offer code BlueWire or deal dash dot FM backslash BlueWire. That's D E A L D A S H dot FM backslash. Blue wire, man, I, uh,
1: we're, this, we're about to lose a sponsor. That, that's what is, you just uh, did to this us. Is,
0: no, if anything, blue wire is going to drop us. Yeah, Deal no, dash that's got, that's Deal always dash, on the table. <laughs> Deal dash got great advertising. I, yeah. I said, Holy shit. I I'm in. Uh, so yeah. that was a natural response. Uh, selling the product. It was really more blue wire who I did dirty. So mm-hmm. I think, I think, I think we're safe from a sponsorship side. What a, what a crazy system, though. We, I feel like the whole game for that is just find really obscure stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Pr- promo code BlueWire at Deal Dash. Make sure you guys are checking that out. And you know what? Maybe you don't know what you're, you're going to win, Carter. Maybe you're bidding on a mystery box. You, you never know what the case is going to be.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I I love a good mystery box as do, as do all
1: Cavs fans. (laughs) Well, I guess uh, actually one mystery box that we have going on is the draft lottery, which since we last recorded has moved up to the 20th. So we are now basically, I I guess we're three weeks away from finding out where the Cavs are going to pick. And there's kind of a renewed sense of discussing the lottery and and who the Cavs like Um, a lot of the information that's going on or going around right now is basically the balls at the top of their list. They really like Wiseman Edwards is, I guess also in that first tier, but one of the things that's really interesting to me is that there does seem to be a lot of interest um, surrounding Okoro uh, for the Cavs. a um, friend of the podcast. Evan Damarill has talked about this. Um, Chris Vador has, has discussed this and the, the sense seems to be that even though he was an effective offensive player, um, the lack of the three-point shot has really been an issue for him. And the Cavs, really, if there's one area when it comes to player development that they can kind of hang their hat on, it has been developing jump shots for players. Like, that was supposed to be a major question mark for Colin Sexton. They turned Jetty into a reliable shooter. It seems like they, they've done a lot of work to help out. Kevin Porter Jr. was nowhere near as bad as they expected. Larry and Nance. I, yeah, Larry Nance, another great example. and Not to downplay all those individual efforts but it does seem like a thing that's been working for them 100 percent. so when you look at someone like Okoro it doesn't seem outlandish for them to say all right well this is a guy that already has an incredibly high floor on the defensive end this guy brings it he's got all those tools and hope that maybe that they can kind of transform him into kind of their version of a Jalen Brown it seems reasonable uh, to to think along those lines
0: yeah, I mean, obviously, I I don't know. I I, I just kind of don't understand the difference between a guy like him and Vassal, who seems to be much more ready-made as a shooter. Like, like obviously, we will, we'll need to get Trevor back in with us as soon as uh, we kind of get closer to lotto time to actually help us answer some of these questions. But, like, doesn't it feel like Vassal's same size, same age? Well, va-
1: Vassal's bigger. So, it- I think if you're well, then looking, what
0: the fuck are we doing here
1: <laughs> well I, I think if you're looking for reasons to differentiate between the two Cor just had a bigger role um, and was tasked to do more yes he has probably more offensive limits like if you look at vassal he's he's Baker like he's clearly a three um, he's proven as a shooter he, he's got that high release point that I absolutely love so like for those reasons I, I think vassal I I probably like I, I'd feel more comfortable with him but I think Okoro is a guy that they kind of the, the reason that you would spotlight him and prioritize him over Vassal is a higher ceiling um, whereas Vassal it seems like the consensus seems to be that this is a very safe pick without much of a ceiling when it comes to, to playmaking and individual offense.
0: I just don't see what the difference is. It feels like both are high floor, low ceiling guys, except one guy's floor is way lower because he can't fucking shoot. (laughs) You know what? Like, doesn't it seem simple to you? (laughs) Same, similar size, except the one who can shoot is bigger. Uh, Yeah. He had a bigger role, I guess at Auburn, but uh, he averaged 12 points and Vassal averaged like what? 12 and seven. Yeah. I just, I just don't, I don't see it. And plus, Okoro has the uh, the infamous, like, he only has, like, half a steal a game. It's not like he's, like, ripping dudes left and right. And yeah. I feel like when you're looking at, uh, you know, when you're evaluating guys, you the stocks, the steals plus blocks is, you know, one of the better indicators. Vassal averaged 1.1 blocks and 1.1 steals, whereas Okoro averaged 0.9 blocks to 0.6 steals.
1: It feels like I just I, – I, I don't know what I'm missing here. Carter, know, know what it is? like? To me, I don't really care. Get either of them because they are a wing that plays defense. Like That is addressing a need. And that's one of my biggest things because I don't really feel like there are super high upside guys that have the potential to be cornerstone pieces. I want a guy that can fill the hole, uh, fill a hole, fill a need for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Men, I got to work on my phrasing there. Um, yeah, but if right. any of these guys can fill the holes that I want filled, Um, I I would really appreciate that. And defense is the biggest thing for me. Like I want guys that have shown defense on some level because that makes it more likely they're going to be able to be contributors on that end in the NBA. And the the other guy. You're not, you're not getting those guys one, two or three though. They're going to have to drop. Right. Right. The people we actually want. Well, okay. So I I don't know if that's necessarily true because I, I do think, the, the other guy that the Cavs seem to be high on, and I'm warming up to, and if I'm being perfectly honest, part of that is the fact that the Cavs are high on him, so I have to find ways uh, to talk myself into him, but James Wiseman, I've moved on i i no longer am going to be distraught if they draft him i still would prefer okoro if i'm being perfectly honest but when we had uh Vassini on the the podcast and he made kind of a miles turner like a more athletic miles turner comparison um i i just get it like i i don't think that he's going to be someone that can defend in space but that's becoming less and less common in today's NBA. You, you see more of those big kind of drop in, in the pick and roll situation. So for me, I'm talking myself into Wiseman. Where, where are you? Oh, on? Oh, he is so athletic. That's the thing. It's, He's so huge and athletic. I'm like, you know what? Like
0: it's, he moves better than Drummond and Drummond is more than anything,
1: a freak athlete. Um, and, and part of it, like as much as I'm not opposed to having Drummond on the team, there is a part of me that just kind of wants to move on to the next era cas basketball. Let's get a young core, you move forward with that young core. And if you draft Wiseman, that basically stops the cas from committing a lot of money to Drummond that can be used to build out a roster um that like you're likely going to trade Drummond by the deadline and get some assets for the future there. So to me, that kind of moves the needle and makes him more appealing. I still I totally prefer, agree. I still prefer Okongwu. Like I, I want that to be on the record that no matter what, I prefer Okongwu because I, I like him in kind of that bam at of bio type mold. But I, I'm not opposed to Wiseman anymore. And um, the more that I watch, as much as I really respect Trevor's opinion, um, this is a guy that I just you feel like. Fuck better. Trevor. Yeah, you know what, fuck Trevor, but this, this is, I don't think this is a, a guy that I no think one... is going to have a long NBA yeah. career. It's it's yeah. just whether or not they are able to develop him properly, and you know what, I, I feel pretty okay about the Cavs player development, even though I have questions about the rest of the organization at times.
0: Yeah, first off, uh, listeners, no one tell Trevor that we just said that. I kind of want to see if he's going to listen. I think it's a good <laughs> test to see if he's been listening to the pot or if he's abandoned us. That's So uh, yeah, don't tell, I want him to uh, confront us on his own. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Wiseman, he moves so well. Um, I think that, you know, sure. Like a lot of people think that the big ticket thing is concerning. I, you know, yeah, it's tough when bigs want to be more than bigs, but at the same time, like you also like, what young player doesn't want to be a little bit more than he is, especially a guy that's just, you know, that could go first overall in a draft. Like, come on. Like, it seems a little silly to be like, you're going to be DeAndre Jordan and that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, like, let the guy explore it, let him figure it out, and hopefully he grows up. And that's where c- culture and organizations uh, matter. Now, the Cavs, you know, famously do not always have a lot of stability in that prompt, but uh, they can't avoid players that they like because they – think they're going to fuck them up like that's not right. the organizational right. choices either so i don't know it's it's a really tough spot i i i empathize with the caps and also the the, carter the no, shakes no, out but i like him you can know no,
1: what's one of the best ways to change your perception as an organization is taking on a project and successfully developing them take taking something that people say wow this could either go either way and it working out like i I'd still prefer a wing. I I kind of like, I'm all for trading down if it's possible. Um, But when it really comes down to it, like I'm not going to pull my hair out when it comes to Wiseman. Like personally, I, I, as much as I think Ball in a vacuum would be the better pick, um, the Cavs don't exist in a vacuum. That's
0: yeah. Who yeah, do you want I, at one right now? Where Where's your brain at?
1: I, I like personally. Like if I'm if I'm Kobe Altman, um, I'm still taking Okongwu uh, at number one. But um, like I'm perfectly fine with after that either Vassal or Okoro. And then Wiseman would, would kind of be where where I'm at. Uh, Denny, I, I'd also put in that mix. I'm I'm 100% in on Denny. I'd be perfectly fine with it. I'm very um, in and out on Denny. Yeah. I, it... Every day I switch. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I mean, di- didn't he just uh, become the youngest to win uh, MVP in the uh, Israeli league? Yeah, I think he also closed his like last 10 games shooting 23% from three. Yeah, there, there's a whole competition thing there that kind of freaks me out. Which- yeah, I don't know, man. It's just, it's,
0: it's just an unpalatable draft, and, like, we just have to be okay with that, which is exactly why I want to land, like, in the three to five range. I just mm-hmm. want I, – I am 100% invested in the least heartache possible, and yeah. I think a, thr- a fourth overall pick – <laughs> has enough plausible deniability for me not to get too upset. oh this was the fourth <laughs> yeah. pick in a bad draft. I, I can say that.
1: Yeah, you know what? We were are as a podcast, we're kind of the fourth pick in a bad draft. Like that. That's kind of the the space that we like to operate in. We're Ow. low expectations, and you know what? Maybe we'll we'll pull off something impressive or that people like. I'm I'm on board with that. And the good news for you is that's basically what the odds indicate. Is that that's the most likely outcome that, that you're picking outside of the uh a top three so it, it kind of yeah, is but what like it is if you,
0: but if you win the lottery then 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 you got to get it right <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: what an awful thing
1: yeah i i, I hate that i hate expectations
0: the other fun the cabs hold on do you think the Cavs kind of want to fall too i'll bet they do
1: <laughs> i don't think they want got... to fall i don't think they want to fall because they want to examine options for trading down like that's That's the way that's that's the way that Kobe has really operated is that he's examined absolutely every option and and tried to kind of maximize those opportunities and whether or not those gambles he's taken on uh taken on in the past are going to pay off is still kind of the the jury's out on that but I, I think that they'd rather have number one
0: yeah I think that's probably fair um the trade down thing is really
1: and you know all it takes is one
0: one team to fall in love and you can mm-hmm. you can navigate a trade down so we'll see we'll see what, how they play it but i just i just, i don't know I just hope for some fun for some fun projects that aren't too far away
1: well, the um, other fun thing in the cas world is apparently they're close to coming to an agreement that in second week of august teams are going to that are outside of the bubble are going to be able to practice at their own facilities, and like that is something that I absolutely—I um, I don't know what level of access we'd get. I'm, I'm sure the Cavs would be putting out some sort of highlights because they need to engage their fan base. That's an issue for all these teams outside well, of well the. That, uh, well, well that of course would, that yeah. would, of course, would be the Royal
0: We. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we ain't getting shit.
1: maybe you 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 don't know um i i wouldn't be surprised if you get some sort of access um shown to us here but uh i'm excited for it like i I really hope that this happens um because what we've seen in the background highlights of uh sexton garland all those guys it's intriguing and the other thing we got uh did you see larry nance's comments about dylan windler the the man the, the legend no, I did not. So he he had made some comment, kind of along the lines of, um, "Can't wait to see him out there. Like he he fits exactly what we need. That guy can shoot the living shit out of the basketball," um, which I'm 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 excited for. I'm I, I, I want in on the Dylan Windler experience. Like to me, that that is such a fun wrinkle uh, for what the Cavs may be next season. In addition to whoever they pick in the first round. We, we get another young player. We we get the growth of the three young guards that I, I think we're all I think it's fair to say the majority of Cavs fans are invested in those guys. Um we, we may all kind of have our opinions on which way it's going to go, but we we like to see the growth boy, of those three boy guys. Boy, would we like all three to get better? I would love that I'd absolutely love that I mean I said on the last podcast I think all three can play together um I, I think that that is something that could theoretically work but getting Windler in the mix and whoever they pick in the first round like I just I want Cav stuff to talk about and and it'd be really nice if in two weeks we have some highlights and clips and and quotes to kind of dissect um because it, that's that's better than Instagram videos
0: yeah and even if we don't get that you know we we ultimately will know that that's for the best for the development of the of these young players and you know especially a guy like Wendler who kind of had his season taken from him to go into his year two with as much uncertainty as there's gonna be that way, you know a guy some extra you know quote unquote training camp time at the team facility seems really, really valuable for a guy like that so i I definitely hope that gets through in that uh the Cavs can start developing these guys
1: Mm -hmm. no absolutely and uh hey he's already doing the the team bonding did um I saw the video of him doing the fishing trip with the fishing it was
0: so great a bunch
1: of (laughs) bunch of the dudes were out just guys being dudes you know
0: I I haven't gone fishing in a long time I don't know I don't know if it's for me I'm I'm too loud too I'm not patient
1: oh man I Uh, I went fishing two weeks ago um and that was a lot of fun it's I'm I'm very good at just getting zen and relaxing out there. Like I'm like I don't even need to catch a fish, man. This is just perfect. I've never heard of that uh, euphemism before.
0: <laughs> Which one? Uh, getting zen. Oh yeah, he he
1: said with heavy exclamation points. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a fair criticism. That is a fair thing to lob at me. It is what it is. Um, uh, a- anything else when it comes to the love. cats that you want to talk about?
0: No, I I think I'm good. It's it's we're really gonna stop being a Cavs podcast uh, for the next month or two, just yeah. by extension of saying No Cavs to talk about, but there's a lot of basketball to talk about. So well, I
1: I, I think that's unfair. So I, I think if there is Cavs things that come up, obviously we're going to discuss it. No, um, and in the immediate future, we we got the draft lottery. Like that that is absolutely going to be. As I said, that's three weeks away. That's we got two podcasts between now and then. That's um, crazy, and we're absolutely going to have a lot. What if of we
0: just ignored it? What if we just said no?
1: <laughs> no, we said
0: we were going to be a a regular NBA pod. So our
1: our only uh our only breadcrumb of uh Cavs content between now and October, uh, possibly. But, that, but
0: that's the you know what's great about the the lotto though is it creates a thousand other crumbs. You know it does. Like like now we can debate hypotheticals. We can debate. You know, we can look at mock draft. We can do mock drafts. We got all this fun stuff. We can't do any of that right now. It's worthless.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, we, we've we absolutely been robbed of that. And it's one of the most frustrating aspects of this whole um, layoff has been that we don't get the bread and butter for every lottery team, which is draft talk and and trying to figure out what's going on. Like we should, by now we should already know. Who the Cavs drafted and had summer league content to discuss? Like we we should have already seen this guy play in summer league. Like at this time last year, Dylan Windler had already been assassinated by Bayline. Like we we don't have any of that stuff to discuss. You're you're not wrong.
0: Um, It's not fair. And really, if you think about it, it's probably the worst part about the global pandemic. Is it really is our struggles.
1: Why why haven't people talked about us? But for us, you know, makes podcast. you
0: makes you wonder. You know, <laughs> a lot of global forces at play to keep the conversation away from the Chasetown podcast.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know what? It's I don't even know which one to go with. I can't like. Do I call you Michael Poor Jr.? Do I call you Damian Lillard? Apparently, do I call you Dwight Howard? I don't. Do you, know. do, you do you call me like thirty people I went to high school with? Who's to say? <laughs> Do I? Uh, yeah, um, friend from college that posts weird things on Instagram or Facebook. It's just, it's a lot of weird energy, w- a lot of bad vibes out there right now. Um, the World's dark and terrible. Thanks for listening. Yeah, exactly. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we we get some break from that uh, with these games. I'm excited to see uh, the the switch get flipped and games start mattering tomorrow. So. Um, we will be discussing that. Obviously we'll, we'll be discussing whatever's going on in the NBA. If there's cast content to discuss and that comes up, we'll talk about that. Um, but I guess in the immediate future, we we got a whole lot of just general NBA talk. So, uh, hopefully you listeners, uh, enjoy that. And if you want to hear us talk on any, uh, topics, you you can either at chase down pod on Twitter, you can add either of us on Twitter or hit us up in our discord chat. Um, if you're already a member there
0: yeah are you, are you throwing it to me? This is I, I was kind of throwing normally. it to you I it's, I, not, I it's not normally how you close the podcast, Justin.
1: No, it, it really isn't i it, I thought maybe you had something I was to
0: leaned back and I was barely paying attention.
1: All right, because well, I thought we were done. okay, well, in a podcast of Carter apologizing for his past sins, uh we end this off with Carter fucking up once again. I did so, not fuck up you. The, you know. I, I I thought maybe you had thoughts. I thought maybe you were prepared. I always expect you to be ready to go when I I throw you an audible.
0: Well, God knows I can't expect the same from you that's true go ahead that's true take us home dad
1: all right well i want to thank all of our listeners for supporting us in this very weird time in a very weird podcast uh we, we really do appreciate all of your support remember if you do want to support the podcast the best way you can do so is by leaving a rating leave a review subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe and help cook those books and if you want to be part of our discord chat that i just alluded to You can send a screenshot of that review to chasedownpod at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to send you an invite. You can send us ideas for any future podcasts there as well at chasedownpod at gmail.com. We hope you're all staying safe. We hope you enjoy the basketball out there. And until next time, go Cavs.